0: So, don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of New Money with Spencer and Solo. I'm Solo Cisei, and today hoops meets comedy as we're going to have Austin Mills on the show today for a very wonderful conversation. So, again, thank you guys for joining us today, and we hope you enjoy the show.
2: What's up? I'm Spencer Dinwiddie. And I'm Solo Sise. And this is New Money, brought to you by Coindesk. Today, we have a childhood friend who I grew up playing basketball with. Goes by Austin J. Mills. Yes. You know, but without further ado, I'll, I'll let him... Talk. Oh, by the way, net shorts, I like him. Sorry. Oh, you like Just it? noticed yeah. that. But, yeah, I'll, I'll let him introduce himself, really.
3: Yeah, Austin J. Mills. Work for the NBA now. I'm a social media influencer. Make a lot of basketball content. And now I'm a host for the NBA. And... Involved in a lot of other things, but that is basically the gist.
2: Dope, so you know we've had a lot of content creators on this show. Uh, One of the things we like to ask is what their favorite platform is, why they use it, how they monetize it, the kind of differing opinions on other platforms.
3: So favorite now, I would probably say is TikTok, because TikTok is the new wave. It's very early, but that is the best place to go viral or to get the most engagement. When it comes to money making, most people make the most money, I would say, on YouTube. Exactly. Like, that's, there are some very wealthy people <laughs> yeah, out there from yeah. YouTube. Crazy. Uh, actually, Austin McBroom, Austin McBroom another is, guy we grew up with. Which is
2: crazy. Uh, side note, then not I'll let you keep talking. Yeah. It was probably four or five years ago, you know, before I'd even, like, really kind of climbed in the league or anything like that. And somebody was talking to me about, like, the Ace family, this, the Ace family, that. And I'm like, who <laughs> the Ace family? Why are you talking about like they're the Kennedys or something? Right. something you know right. what I mean? And they showed me the profile. I'm like, that's Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you're like, you know him? Yeah. I grew up playing yeah, basketball again. What, <laughs> what yeah, do you mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. We used to hoop together all the time. Yeah. Like, oh my God, you know? It's H <laughs> family, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, that's Austin. Yeah. And this was before, like, obviously, in my mind, social media had such a powerful impact. So the fact that they were viral and, and making money and, and, and all that other stuff was like a foreign concept to me. Right. I was like, you know, I'm in the NBA. Why do I care about right, that?
3: Like, right. you know, what are you talking about? Right. So,
2: you know, sorry to go off on that tangent. No, but you're good. Which, yeah.
3: by the way, he had a three-point contest, and, and I won 100k, which Ooh. he gave me 100,000 dollars. Wow! In cash for winning a three-point contest, that craziest is. day of my life by far, 100,000 in a bag. Hey! So shout heard, out Austin. I heard for you. I heard
1: you roll that. I heard you. I heard uh, you yeah. Yeah. In school, keep shooting hoops. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but when it comes to monetizing for myself, I would say Instagram is probably my best platform. That's where I make the most money. I basically built this audience from college, from when I went to Baylor and was making trick shot videos. and grew this basketball audience. And what I realized was there's a lot more people out there on social that have more followers than me. They might have a bigger audience, but I realized the value in my brand is high quality, like a really high quality product. So I put a lot of money and time into my production, and I see the value on the back end. What does
1: the upfront investment look like? You know, obviously we have a lot of different guests on the show, you know, some of them might have, you know, lower barriers to entry to do what it is they do. If you have an iPhone 12, you can take relatively high quality pictures, post selfies on the gram, you're making money. What you do, it seems like, it takes a little bit more, or a lot, a bit more. Yeah. Like uh, you know, upfront investment and stuff like that. So, could you talk about like what your setup and your your, your stuff looks like to produce that?
3: So, what I realized was there's a lot of very talented younger generation out there that is really good at production on the back end, and yeah. kind of they haven't been found yet. Uh oh, And so yeah. I go after those kids, let's call them, and I work with them <laughs> and yeah, 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 create the product with them, which is hours coming up with the idea and the actual product itself. And then I have to pay them for their time and what they're putting into it. But it's definitely mutually beneficial because Mm -hmm. I'm not paying them as much as they should be getting paid, but I'm also getting the massive exposure on Instagram. So, and actually now, some of those kids that I use have jobs like with Will Smith doing content production. Up. Oh, yeah. right. went up. <laughs> which went way Some up. of them now don't even have time for me anymore, which is messed
2: up. <laughs> that's that's kind of messed up. That is that's a, remember is. when I put you on, bro? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <Those laughs> That days, probably hurts the most when, when somebody you feel like, you know what I mean, you grew up with or you put on, right. then they stop answering your calls. Right. <laughs> You're like,
3: man, I'm pops. Like, I, right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm but I still work with a lot of them, and I do have my own production team, which yeah. I use for hosting things or yeah. in the future, a lot more higher quality production stuff.
2: Gotcha, I mean, to Solo's point and to your point, like that is a departure from some of the people that we normally have on the show. I mean, right. we talked about working with the NBA and other big brands, but what for you is like the next step?
3: Yeah, so I, I do some on-camera stuff with the NBA, yeah. but my ultimate goal is to be a TV host. I grew up on Ryan Seacrest and Seacrest is like my idol. So Seacrest does not only is he a TV host, but he's very successful in production as well. I don't know if you guys know this, but he produced the Kardashians as well. So a lot of people (laughs) don't know that. And probably the longest running show maybe ever reality wise, and he's the producer.
2: Nah, it's crazy. Everybody knows the Kardashians. Right. I mean, Uh, to your point, to your credit, you kind of have a Ryan Seacrest look thing yeah, going. I was about to say hair.
1: you're about to like
3: 65% of the way there with that hair. <laughs> yeah, we,
2: we, we just gotta Sometimes find. Sometimes I'm like, that. I
3: don't know if that's a compliment, but I'll, I'll take it.
2: <laughs> I mean, shoot, if he produced the Kardashians, I mean, right. The, right. the the bag that man got is right. Is different. So exactly.
3: But and another person who I like to compare myself to, or what I want to be, is in Ellen DeGeneres. She's okay. the if I can be a host and produce content where I can impact people's lives in a good way that mm-hmm. is the ultimate goal so people come on her show and she gives yeah, back to absolutely. people in need so that is the ultimate goal is to make people's lives better on camera
1: so you don't be like yeah. a talk show host like ideally or like is yeah it varying
3: or talk show really- host is that like having my own daytime talk show nighttime talk show yeah. is the dream
2: so being being an on-camera personality in a, in a you know full spectrum type of way and i think as those you talked about being of service to people i mean we had another guest matt james and that was something that yeah. He talked about a lot, he had like farming and other ways to, to be of service to you know mankind, humankind. What ways are passionate for you?
3: I mean, that's definitely giving back to people is probably the biggest thing. My mom always said when I grew up, you never know who you're gonna impact. Yeah. And it's like the easiest, smallest thing. It can be a smile, it can be a hello, whatever it might be. And now with social media, we see it all the time. Like yeah. kids sliding, I'm sure they slide in your DMs <laughs> all the time, like yeah. I'm obsessed with you, I'm in love with you, yeah. like follow me back. Or for just sure. respond to this and they freak out. So. Yeah. Being able to have that impact and just responding to someone on social media, it's yeah. so easy to affect someone's life. You don't know what they're going through. But that sort of thing and being able to help give back to people. Obviously, you have amazing sponsors. Like You guys have great sponsors. You're able to give back to those people yeah. Yeah. because of things like that and having a platform.
2: Yeah. No, and to that point, actually, you mentioned the DMs. Something that's been happening lately for me with my ACL recovery, I've had a lot of like ACL patients contact me in my DMs. And those are actually the ones that I focused on responding to, outside of people I know, Crazy. of course, right, but right. but focusing on responding to, to random people that I don't know was actually the ACL people and telling them, like, hey, this kind of how I approach my recovery. You know, yes, I was able to do it in five and a half months. Like, what was your diagnosis? Like, these are the people I saw. This is the workout schedule that I had, you know, and trying to be a little bit of an inspiration to, to some of them and just saying, like, you know, you can get back. You can uh, return to a super high level. So... You know, that was, that was something that I've had a little bit of focus on in terms of giving back in a small, non-monetary way.
3: Well, that's cool, sure. too, because, like we say, we grew up together, and both of us are more on the confident side. You know, <laughs> you've always been a very confident person. His work ethic, like, since we were kids... Second to none. Like, it's insane. Like, the workouts that we would go through with <laughs> Olin are, like, most people wouldn't survive. For, Dude's uh, Iron Man. It's Also it's, his favorite, it's,
1: favorite comic it's, band. It's
3: actually crazy, but what you don't realize and what you don't really think about is that A lot of people out there don't have that confidence. They don't have that drive. And so they might have an injury like yours and not be able to recover or be depressed. And for you to reach out to them changes their life. Yeah,
4: sure. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: No, that, was, that was something I noticed for sure, and shout out Olin. Yeah. It's kind of like my <laughs> uncle, he trained both of us. Yes, his workouts are basically death on a basketball court. Right, right. <laughs> but, but we made it through, but, but yeah, no, like you said, the, the impact is special, and being able to give back is a huge thing. I mean,
1: I think it's it's just interesting because like the nowadays, right, like when you think about creators and, and community building, that's such a bigger part of it. Like yeah. I think now that we've hit what is somewhat a maturity phase of being an influencer or having that sort of creator platform, a lot more comes with it than it used to. Definitely. It used to be when you talk about TikTok being like your favorite thing to do right now. And, you know, back in the day it was Vine and it wasn't really this, you know, community building aspect because right. people that had that sort of presence weren't you know, available or have access. But like, that's what people are feeding for these days. You know, you used to think when I remember growing up, like you would talk about celebrities at the dinner table, but now you're talking about like everyday people. And like, you want to have those connections because that sort of relatability aspect is key. For you, like how much of that goes into to the content you produce and
3: all that? It it used to be, to your point, it used to be one or two videos a week. And that kind of like fed the beast. That was enough to feed the beast and to keep people intrigued. Now it's like those lifestyle influencers you're talking about are the most powerful ones. Like people, you're watching them. And that's why TikTok is so crazy is because people are posting like four or five videos a day on TikTok where it used to be like one or two a week. And now, I mean, I've had to even step up my game where I'm like, all right, I got to get on TikTok way more often because I know these people are waiting to see like my next move or my next video. So that is something I'm focusing more on more now. But that is definitely where it's going. That two-way loyalty is, is right. super
1: important, right? Like you have loyal fans who so you want to produce this content for. So like you on your side feel loyal to doing it. Does it ever get to be a
3: lot? It's a lot that? for sure. Managing it, I'm just used to it by now. Honestly, I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. It's five, six, seven years now. So it's kind of become second nature. Yeah. But you do need a break yeah. once in a while for sure. Getting yeah. away and off your phone.
2: That's definitely something that, that I've always wondered about in terms of being on the content generation on, on that side. Like... I look forward to when the cameras are off. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but it seems like for y'all, even more so than us, they're never off because you guys are producing it. Whereas, yeah, when I step on the cord and then obviously when I walk down the street or whatever, but I feel like I can kind of put the phone down and escape. But I feel like I still work out, so I still feel like I'm making money or being true to my craft. Like, right. I feel like if you guys put your phone down, you're going to always be like, man, I should be
3: yeah and job. it's and it's always like people think like it's easy to be an influencer or to be in the social space but yeah. what they don't realize it's not just making videos and posting a video it's texting yeah. constantly texting other people to come on shows like this to yeah. collab on other things and like yeah. match up your schedules and also people don't realize you actually have to watch tiktok oh, instagram true. like you have to stay up with the trends you have to know what's going on that is true get yeah. ideas like that. Yeah. some of my content i have to like steal some other people's ideas nah, you we know, understand. From my own stuff we understand. like it's just you know like you might steal someone's hey, move I I got James Harden's between right. the legs so exactly. we don't deal with the heckling that you guys deal with cuz <laughs> I don't I don't think I could deal with that the heckling is that would drive me nuts I mean, trolling's
1: bad though Trolling can be that
3: definitely. But you get trolling too, like you get both. Oh
2: he was trolling. I'm flaming him back though.
3: (laughs) I managed a couple of my friends that play in the league, their socials for a while, and I would like go through their their unread messages to see for business opportunities and stuff. And I mean the messages that these dudes are getting like death threats and like like things that are are not okay. What makes you think, like, would you say that to someone if they were standing no, in front of you? for okay. sure
2: not. But I mean, I think that that's probably the one downside about like bots and fake accounts and things right. like that. Like it gives you such a uh, false insecurity. Like right. if, if I'm a, a egg on Twitter or whatever, like I can say whatever I want. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of a situation like that. And ain't talked as crazy. Yeah, yeah keyboard, exactly. words, but, keyboard words, but you know, Like, uh, how likely is it that you're going to walk up to somebody at 6'5", you know what I'm saying? No, no chance, 0%. You're never going to talk to them like that if you see them in the streets.
3: And the craziest thing is, you know what I've seen too, which is so funny, is they will come at you crazy in your DM, and then once you write back to them, they'll be like, oh man, biggest fan. I'm like, you just trashed me, what is your biggest fan? Like, oh, I didn't think you were going to respond. For
1: sure. Tension's fleeting. That's like probably the most important thing. So like, I mean, I guess, you know, to your point, like, you know, going back to like the production and all the work that goes into it, can you talk about like the economics of what it is that you do? Like how does it compare to, you know, somebody that's just in the influencer culture and like doing that, they're doing TikToks and stuff like that, but like lower barrier to right. entry type stuff, right. right? There's multiple types of things right. to go about
2: and it. And I'll make that a two-part question. Okay. Because we know you want your production company. We know you get into the bag. Right. Austin gave you a hundred thousand. Since this is new money by CoinDesk, <laughs> where do you invest your money?
3: <laughs> so actually, funny enough, and I'm not just saying this because I'm on the show, I did start getting way more into crypto when, oh, the, when the whole COVID thing started happening.
0: Yeah.
3: A couple of years ago, I invested in a couple startups and they did well, yeah. a lot better than I thought. And so I got way more into investing my money as opposed to just letting it sit. Yeah. Thankfully, I was very blessed that I had a good year right before the pandemic. Yeah. So I kind of just had money sitting. And I think, you know, people talked about There was a lot of money spent during the pandemic and everyone was like, where is that coming from? And it was either people had it saved up and weren't going on trips and blowing money on dumb things, or in LA, we saw a lot of PPP and EDD Uh, money just being blown. And so because of those things, I wanted to get into things that weren't necessarily just cash or money, which was crypto, yeah.
1: In your honest opinion, where do you think the biggest opportunities are in crypto?
3: Me not knowing enough about it I'm always, even when I invest in startups, I like to take safe bets. Gotcha. So I like to risk, but I, I like to take safe risks. Yeah. And so when I say that, I believe mainly in Bitcoin and Ethereum. Gotcha. I think those are just the two strongest Absolutely that sure. I know of and the t- probably the two most mainstream. Yeah. And I've seen the most use out of them. So yeah. whether it's on, you know, a brand or a company sure. where I For can sure. buy something, yeah. if I can see Bitcoin and Ethereum where I can use it, then I know it's,
2: no way. i mean i obviously have been in the crypto space a lot and and have like other coins and things that i target but one of the things that we have on the show and then also i think in the crypto space in general and the premise of decentralization and, and trying to be more welcoming to a broad range of people like you you getting your feet wet and, and wanting to stay safe and being with bitcoin ethereum is definitely welcome so right. you know definitely nothing to be nervous about oh another disclaimer we are not financial advisors we don't <laughs> offer financial advice uh, peace don't love compromise. and all those all those things <laughs> Do your own research, don't sue Austin. Uh, <laughs>
3: yeah, <but> yeah, please. <laughs>
1: interesting interesting point on that though, like it's like from the creative perspective, obviously you know a lot about the NBA, you're in the space and stuff right. like that, you know, NFTs, right? Like you're thinking about the other things that crypto does. What were your experiences there? like, If any, is it something yeah. that's completely new to you? So like, the
3: only NFT I got in was Top Shot. Yeah. Um, gotcha. Obviously yeah. being in the space, uh, the, and the reason we talk about safe bets, the reason I got into that is because it was backed by the NBA. Yeah didn't know enough about NFTs, didn't know where it was yeah. going, didn't know the long-term play of NFTs. So yeah. that felt like the safest bet yeah. for me. Not sure if I'm really making money in that space, <laughs> but I invested in a couple players, just people that I knew yeah. and obviously tried to get my hands on the rarer of moments. But as of right now, that is the only NFT that I've invested in. and. Not sure I'm planning on any others in the near future yet. No, I mean,
2: I think that obviously is a great place to start and both of us have a mutual passion for the NBA. I'm definitely not here to push any uh, other NFTs on you. I think it's a market that needs to mature because it has to be something that trades apples to apples. Like what, what you started to see in the space, and I'm sure you heard of it. Obviously, glad you didn't invest in some of the You know, more uh, BS products where people were NFTing their water bottle. Right, right. You know what I mean? And and saying it's worth a million dollars and, you know, and then there's a lot of buyers remorse there and stuff like that. I think as it matures, though, that verified scarcity where it is kind of like a basketball card or something like that, it will have utility and some function down the line. But it is something that has to kind of grow a little bit.
1: Also for you as a creator, too, you know, on your side of things, like it's probably going to be an avenue at some point in time gets to your platform. How do you reward that one fan that's like a die-hard fan right. of yours? You know, how do you record that guy? It could be with a rare moment. And it may right. not always have to be physical. You know, quite honestly, like part of the most, at least what excites me about it. not right. that anyone's buying a solo NFT <laughs> at any point in time, but right. <laughs> at least at the date of this show. but yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of just those different aspects of it, too. And so it, it's great that you say that, because we've talked a lot about it in the show, and from your perspective. What made you get into it is because it came from an avenue that was familiar. Like the MBA is right. why you bought the NFT, not because it was an NFT, right? Exactly. And so like, I think what we're going to do is see a lot more of that in the future where you have people of all different types starting to get into the space just because right. of the fact that it's coming from something that's a lot more familiar.
3: I obviously, think hype really helps it too, right? Whether it's Instagram or Twitter. There was a lot of hype on, and those are the people that I follow, so that's the audience that I see. But the hype on Top Shot and the opportunity, similar with Bitcoin or any crypto that was popular at the time, it's like, I want to get in, I I want to make that. I had a friend that I went to high school with who was like, never went to class, just kind of like the daredevil of the school. And he invested in crypto in 2012. And so he got cashed out in like 2016, I want to oh say, and made God. millions of dollars. Yeah.
2: Oh my God. So, so I got in in
3: 2016, which stays, is on the earlier side
2: for yeah, you So know, stay uh, in school what? kids, yeah, maybe? Exactly. Like, and, and, and I think that yeah. right there might be the way that we we wrap this segment because <laughs> my boy Austin just made me feel bad. Uh, his guy got in 2012, made millions of dollars, had no need for school. <laughs> or high school, college, or the NBA. <laughs> Save both his knees. <laughs> and is somewhere on the island probably. No, um in, in all sincerity though. Thank you. I know this was last minute. You showed up. Absolutely. Probably our best or second best show yet. Let's go. So, my guy. Let's go. And again, this is Spencer Dinwiddie on New Money brought to you by CoinDesk. I'm here with my co-founder Solo Say and my boy from childhood Austin J Mills. And this is a sign out. Thank you again.